Ladies and gentlemen, the Panthers got their big fish. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, July 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. So, the Florida Panthers make a big trade. (laughs) And the trade happened to be a guy who happened to be a diehard Calgary Flames fan from just... He was... He was even made more famous around NHL circles when he was cheering on his brother playing in playoff games. We're talking about Ottawa Senators captain Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk now goes from being a diehard Calgary Flames fan to now a diehard Florida Panthers fan when his brother is playing in the postseason. But in all seriousness... Matthew Kachuk is a Florida Panther, everybody. <laughs> we discussed on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where we talked about possibilities of Matthew Kachuk being traded to the Florida Panthers. And I didn't think this would happen. And at the time, I was thinking, I don't know if I want to give up Jonathan Huberto or Mackenzie Weger for a trade. But I did say, if they pulled that trade off, we pop some emotional bottles when it comes to pulling off this type of trade. And let's discuss for a moment about the two players currently on the Panthers who are being shipped out. And the longest tenured Panther in Jonathan Huberto being drafted in 2011, third overall, spent a season with the St. Um, St. John's Sea Dogs uh, in Quebec. And then after the... Florida Panthers made the playoffs in 2012. He joins the team after a lockout, wins the Calder Calder Trophy, and you know it. it now the fr- franchise leader in points for this team, uh, 115 points, and he gets shipped out along with Mackenzie Weger, a former seventh round pick who was six picks away from being undrafted, and the Panthers and Mackenzie Weger have have had this working relationship and development in order for Mackenzie Weaker to increase his trade value to get a piece like Matthew Kachuk. Cole Schwitt, a guy who the Florida Panthers traded up 23 spots in the 2019 NHL entry draft to get him, developed him well, had his career season in Charlotte. He increases his trade value in order to get a Matthew Kachuk. But with this trade for Kachuk, you got younger. Your team got a lot younger. 
and credit to the guys at Panther Prairie for laying out all the Panthers currently who are around the age or around their mid twenties. And I'm going to list them all uh, for, um, for, for you guys, at least the main best players, Barkoff 26, Sam Reinhart, 26, Sam Bennett, 26, Carver Hagee, 26, Anthony Duclair, 26, Aaron Eckblad, 26, Gustav Forsling, 26, Matthew Kachuk, 24, Spencer Knight, 21, Anton Lundell, 20. A younger team for the Panthers. Huberto is going to sign an eight-year deal wherever he goes, whether it's Florida staying here or now in Calgary. Who knows? Maybe it could even be Montreal. Who knows for Huberto? We know he loves his home in Quebec. I was always hesitant on giving Mackenzie Weger a long-term deal with a high cap hit as well. Very hesitant on that. Turns out so was Bill Zito. And it was always Mackenzie Weger across his fan base was always seen as a guy who was just going to be a rental this year. And it's like, hey, go get your payday. Go get what you deserve. You earned it, man. And it's going to happen for Mackenzie Weger. He's reliable. He got Norris Trophy votes, along with Jonathan Huberto, who was a Hart candidate this year. Fourth in Hart voting. You know, it's tough. It's tough. But when you're, but this is about two words. Opportunity cost for the Panthers. Matthew Kachuk got 100 points at age 24 and 40 goals along with that. So when both of them signed their eight-year deals, what's going to look better on the second half of that deal? Personally, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Matthew Kachuk because Huberto still has one more year before he's due a big payday. And by the time that contract expires, he's going to be 38. Matthew Kachuk is going to be 32 years old when it comes to that. So... Opportunity cost is the name of the game for the Panthers. And it stinks giving up yet another first-round pick. This one is 2025 first-round pick. They gave up the 2023 pick to get Ben Sherratt, 2024 to get Claude Drew, only for 20 games of those guys, and then they walk. Sure, the 2022 first-round pick that you gave up to get San Reinhardt, you were able to get an extension. But this trade... I can justify it all day long, all year long about how this trading that first round pick is justifiable for Bill Zito and company. Next offseason, even though the Panthers took a step back in their decor, it's only short term. There's $15 million, at least for now, subject to change, that the Panthers could use in order to improve that and we'll talk about more of what that means for the decor in the third segment of the show but it, it creates more of long-term flexibility and huberto was going to make more than matthew kachuk more than likely and you're getting them cheaper and the terms of the contract the terms it matches the same exact years as Barkoff, so they're going to expire at the same time too if the pay, but we're not even worried about eight years from now neither <laughs> we're worried about this window it has been extended ladies and gentlemen for the panthers we were talking one to two years 
just in the beginning of this offseason. Now this is a four to five year project for Bill Zito and company. And only three players remain from that Stanley Cup qualifying bubble for the Panthers from Toronto. Barkov, Ekblad, and Sergei Bobrovsky. Only those guys. Everyone else is gone. And to think that the Panthers got better after that much turnover, it's a... Got to be impressed, South Florida. You got to be thrilled about this trade for the Panthers. Before we transition over to the next segment, I kind of want to talk about how I found out about the trade. I was coming home from my day job, maybe around like 10 p.m., you know, doing the whole typical getting ready for bed. I get a missed call from Jake Winans at around 11.15. I decide not to answer on purpose because I said, I'll call him tomorrow. Didn't check Twitter at all at that time. Didn't check any of my ESPN, Bleacher Report, notifications, you name it. But then I just couldn't sleep and I check, I check. I made, <laughs> I checked Twitter and I see the trade happens. I checked a few group chats. I see that the trade happened. And then I went from half asleep at 1130 to not being able to sleep until three in the morning from this trade. Just text messages, phone calls from people around the league as well. Just talking about this trade in disbelief as well. I was caught off guard that it was Huberto part of this trade, but I don't hate the trade neither for the Panthers. It is an opportunity cost for for this team to extend their window. And I want to read uh, some of your uh, tweets that you have sent over my way uh, to tell me about how you reacted when you first found out about the news about the Panthers trading for Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Here is one from at 305 world is I was finishing my internship work for the week in our office at home when I found out about the trade details in reverse order. First, I heard about the Kachuk extension and then who was traded and and then the trade itself. Uh, Jester underscore nameless says, woke up after a night of drinking, checked my phone and my buddy had messaged me about it and then quickly checked Reddit, Twitter, see all the details. Not sure how I feel about it yet, but I'm going to miss Hubie and Uyghur. I feel that. Uh, Hockeyman55 says, woke up this morning, hopped on Twitter, and knew something was askew after seeing some random text. I get it, and it's a business. Still stings losing Hoobie. At Jones 883 says, I was I was almost asleep when my son texted me. I was immediate, I, I had to immediately search for the details. Very sad who we lost, but I understand and appreciate why it was done. <laughs> At Rudex says, came out of the spa with the kids, and my buddy texted me, thank you for not letting St. Louis get him. Uh, he added that the details of the trade in the thread. I told my 11-year-old and he was crushed despite being a Ducks fan. He loved Hubie and his re- response was Vader-like. At Drewbidoo1 says, woke up this morning and took a look at my phone, saw it early and I thought it was still I was still dreaming and was probably way stronger than any shot of espresso I've ever had in my life. <laughs> at Ralph Lucarella says, I fell asleep early and had to get up to take the dog out after midnight, came back to the house afterward, uh, turned turn on my laptop and was suddenly wide awake. <laughs> 
FLA Panthers Punk says, my wife and I were to go to bed and I and my bad habit opened Twitter. First thing I saw was at Marco underscore 281284's tweet below. You can see my initial reaction. Spent the next two hours absolutely stunned and couldn't get off Twitter to see the fan reaction. At KJ underscore loops, uh, Kirby Loopball, who I was able to join spaces on him on Twitter on Friday night. Great conversation with a whole bunch of Panther fans and great job that Kirby Loopball and company are doing in their new podcast uh, called the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. Uh, Kirby says, at um, quote, a ton of DMs flooded in my inbox. Wasn't thinking about anything because I have notifications off. At CMS underscore 300 said, yo, and I was like, okay. And then open messages from at Alexa Bertrand. Um, breaking the news uh, about the trade trade to me. So, yeah, a lot of you guys were sleeping. A lot of you guys w- were awake, too. So it was a big mix of, like, finding out the next morning. I mean, a late-night news dump for for the for this. And we saw this with the Sam Reinhart trade on draft night just uh, last year during the draft. So lots of reactions and and, you know, good and bad. Some of some some people are not happy that Huberto and Uyghur were shipped out. Of course, these are fan favorites. You grow an emotional connection with them over the years. But still, once again, opportunity cost for the Panthers to to help them become better in the long term. They might take a step back, maybe short term, uh, especially on D. But hey, it's going to reap some benefits in the long run. In the next segment, we're going to talk about what Matthew Kachuk brings to the table for the Panthers. What kind of player is he? And we're going to talk and com- also compare him to Jonathan Huberto, his last, th- this most recent season. We're going to discuss that more in the second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, Combat Sports, Esports, and Golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. And, and from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Sunday, July 24th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Just me. You, you got me today. And just giving... Uh, a reaction 36 hours after the fact and we're just a a teaser to what's coming in the programming this week for locked on panthers is we're going to be having jess belmosto of locked on calgary flames later on in the week to discuss her side of the of the trade and go listen to locked on flames because she already has a solo episode as well discussing uh the trade of jonathan huberto and Mackenzie Weger for Matthew Kachuk, along with Cole Schwitt in a 2025 first. But what does Matthew Kachuk bring to the table? Let's discuss. I spent around maybe like 45 minutes looking up Matthew Kachuk highlights uh, on YouTube. And you have goals of all kinds from this guy. You have a guy who crashes the net. A guy who does a, a, a toe drag as, as well to fake his defender. A guy who will cut into the slot and 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 get the puck and then score on a wrister. You'll see a between the legs shot as, as his face, as his body is facing away from the goal. The specific one I'm talking about, his goal against Igor Shosturkin and the New York Rangers this past season. You'll have 
him behind the net and a backhand pass for a cutting uh someone cutting in as well. You have all types of plays from this guy. And more importantly, this guy is gritty. This guy gets in your face. This guy is a freaking pest in a good way if you're a Panther fan. This guy will not back down. And two-way game for Matthew Kachuk is that is definitely there. And that's what got him to being the sixth overall pick in 2016. And 24 years old. And Matthew Kachuk also brings kind of a little similar flaw to what Huberto did in the beginning of his career, which he doesn't play PK minutes. Jonathan Huberto just recently started playing PK minutes for the Panthers the last few years, getting a bigger role. Matthew Kachuk is kind of the same same, same thing right now. You know, it takes a little bit of time, and I'm sure Paul Maurice will eventually get him in there. But both what they have in common is that they're both players who can score on the power play. So Matthew Kachuk, as far on the power play, I mean, 29 points, uh, 12 goals, 17 assists in 82 games. John Huberto, a little bit better right now uh, when it comes to the power play production, five goals and 33 assists. Uh, so more points in less games. Uh, Matthew Kachuk did have more power play goals in the postseason than Huberto did recently. Hey, postseason is where, it's, where where it counts, right? I mean, I mean, it's, and it's not all Huberto's fault. Let's let's make that clear. The whole team just didn't show up there. So I'm not going to pin that all on Huberto of his lack of power play production there. Well, let's talk about compare. Let's compare. Sure, Huberto got more points than Matthew Kachuk by 11. 104 points for Matthew Kachuk, but a 40-goal score. We love Jonathan Huberto's playmaking ability. We, we love it. Uh, let's compare shooting percentage. Matthew Kachuk in 2021-22, 16.6%. Jonathan Huberto, 13.5. And he's doing it in a minute and a half less of average time on ice last season. Hits is a little similar. Uh, Huberto with 99 and Kachuk with 93. Though, as far as taking away the puck, Jonathan Huberto this season was better in that category, 63 to 41, as well as giveaways, uh, which, of course, Matthew Kachuk is young. And that it, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be cleaned up in his game. But let's talk about goals for at even strength per 60 minutes and goals against at even strength per 60 minutes. Let's start with goals against the defensive part, the two-way game that we talk about that Bill Zito and Paul Maurice want. Even strength goals against per 60 minutes, Matthew Kachuk, 2.4. Goals against. Even strength goals against per 60 minutes for Jonathan Huberto. 3.2. So almost a goal more that Jonathan Huberto gives up when he's on the ice defensively than Matthew Kachuk. Goals four. Matthew Kachuk is at 5.3 goals per 60 minutes. Jonathan Huberto, 4.9. So almost half a goal more for Matthew Kachuk. And we could argue that their individual lines for what Jonathan Huberto played on versus what Matthew Kachuk played on in Calgary 
we could argue that Kachuk's line was better because Jonathan Huberto was paired with Sam Bennett and sometimes an Anthony Duclair, sometimes of Sam Reinhart here, here and there. And sometimes even Jonathan Huberto would be on inserted on the top line, mixed and matched with Barkoff from, from time to time. While Matthew Kachuk was uh, playing on the right-hand side, but he's going to transition over likely to the left-hand side, back to his natural position with the Panthers. He was playing on the right-hand side along with Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm. Johnny Gaudreau, of course, he left for Columbus uh, in, in free agency. And credit to Bradford Living for getting a lot for Matthew Kachuk while you, they lost Gaudreau for nothing. And Elias Lindholm as well, centering it. So you could argue that that line individually compared to Huberto's second line was be was better. We, we could argue that. But I love what I'm seeing out of the individual production of goals against per 60 minutes and goals for, for Matthew Kachuk. And it favors him in that in that part of the game. So as far as like a long-term solution for the Panthers, I, I like Matthew Kachuk on this team long-term more than Huberto. Maybe in the short term, as um, Huberto is probably better for this team because of what he's already established here. But this is... This is so that don't, the Florida Panthers don't fall flat on their face in case they lose a Mackenzie Weger as well. They got something out of him. And they got a star in this. And that's all you can ask for is... And was Bill Zito pissed about that second-round sweep or what? <laughs> yeah. Mm -mm. It, it probably didn't go well for 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 that front office and let's talk about a little bit about a tweet from david's work of local 10 reported that jonathan huberto wasn't necessarily happy about the trade and i would can you blame him this is the team that drafted him you spent 10 years with the franchise and then you get traded so i don't i don't, I don't blame him what i'm what i don't understand about fan reactions right now is the fact that jonathan huberto changes avi on instagram to uh, calgary flames but posted on his story about a festival um, going to the chain smokers but that's not what i'm that's not what i'm what i'm getting at is the reactions of the replies of people saying oh he doesn't seem mad about the trade listen he's a human being just like you and i who's allowed to go out whenever the hell he wants and the day before he was playing beer league hockey before the trade was announced so to think that, that he wasn't focused on playing hockey and focused on doing other things around uh, South Florida on his off day, that dude stays prepared. So I don't want that to scare Flames fans neither because this dude prepares like it's nothing. We, we see his workout videos from his home in Quebec. So him being upset about the trade, you can be up like, and we're taking 15 seconds out of a video and analyzing that as far as how he's feeling, he he can still be pissed and go out and have a good time. Let's, <laughs> I can't believe I'm having that discussion um, here on the show. But, you know, that could be a good way for him to decompress after the news and getting a call from his agent, Alan Walsh, about the trade. So best of luck for Jonathan Huberto.
best of luck to Mackenzie Weger. They, the Panthers, uh, Twitter and Facebook pages posted some thank you videos and Mackenzie Weger replied from his Instagram with a heart. I'm sure he's heartbroken too after the, the, the team that drafted him in the seventh round traded him away. You, you grow a connection with the community and, you know, the franchise and, you know, it, it, it must be tough for those guys. So my heart goes out to them and I'm wishing them the best in their new destination. If they stay, or if they go, if Mackenzie Weger ends up going to the Sens or Jonathan Huberto ends up going with the to the Canadians or they sign extensions, I wish the best of luck for both of them. In the third and final segment, we're going to discuss that what this trade means to the rest of the lineup. It's more than just getting a Matthew Kachuk on your lineup. We're going to discuss that next on this Sunday, July 24th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment on this Sunday, July 24th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And I do want to say I apologize for not getting an episode out a little earlier uh, due to the fact that (laughs) I was very groggy on Saturday because the fact that this news broke so late and having to report to the J job the very next day, uh, it was... uh, didn't have many hours of sleep before going in because I had to be up early to report. <laughs> and now that we have a little bit of time to decompress, I'm I I'm hopeful that this quality show, uh, the the quality of the show is better right now than it would have been had I done something quick, with, along with what was going on with the with the day job and all. But let's discuss about what this means as far as the rest of the lineup for the Panthers. This means more than just getting a Matthew Kachuk about the mentality of what Bill Zito thinks of this team and who he thinks is ready. Let's take, let's go to the deep air. That's the, that, I guess that's the easy part right now, right? Well, at least the easy part to kind of draw a conclusion. Gus Forsling. Chances are that he's going to be the opening night top defenseman along with Aaron Ekblad. Chances are. And as far as Bill Zito thinking he's ready, we see how Gus Forsling jumps on the play when there's a rush. We saw we see how he uh, does his um, exits the zone and isn't as careless with the puck like Mackenzie Weaker at times. And the thing is, if there is a turnover, who do you who do you like better to recover as far as like a back check in order to not get a, allow a shot on Bobrovsky or Knight as far as skating ability to get back? I like Forsling better than, than Uyghur there. I'll say that, at least in the long term. Forward lines, we saw an extent we saw an extension for Alexi Hepaniemi. Grigor Denisenko is likely getting his last shot with the Panthers. This gives him an opportunity to be have a more consistent spot in the lineup. This is a first round pick we're talking about, and a second round pick too for the Panthers. And now this is their time to prove their worth on this lineup on the cheap as well 
And like I said, defense suffers in the short term. But more cheap options for the Panthers is Lucas Carlson, a, a guy that the Panthers got in a trade from the Chicago Blackhawks uh, as part of two trades, actually, with um, Brett Connolly, Henrik Borkstrom, <coughs> and the Panthers extended him. Two-way deal as well. So it gives himself an opportunity to be a consistent part of this lineup and be on that third pair with Mark Stahl. And, you know, after the top pair, it's not the prettiest of D pairs right now for the Panthers. Montor Gudis is more of a third pairing on most teams. But you also got Gudis on the last year of his deal as well. So that there's a chance for the Panthers to reset and let's go to Matt Kirstead signed a two-year deal with the first first year of it as a one-way, excuse me, two-way deal. So he's going to have a little bit of games here and there in, on the NHL level and develop more in Charlotte. And then that second year, which would have been the first year of Mackenzie Weger's deal, he can fight for a consistent spot on the roster. Lucas Carlson can hopefully eventually become part of the middle pair while the Panthers also look for a defenseman all at the same time. $15 million right now in cap space. Yandel's buyout will be over after this year. Well, majority of it, excuse me. Scott Darling's will be will come off the book. Roberto Luongo's recapture penalty is off the books already for the Panthers. So cap flexibility will be there for the Cats. And... For for and this is considering the fact that they also have a pretty bad goalie contract on their team in Sergey Bobrovsky. Career season for Bob, but the cap hit is large as well. And you're gonna pay Spencer Knight next offseason. So despite all that, you still have some room. I still think Bill Zito will likely entertain a trade for Bob. Of course, the no move clause has hurts for the Panthers on that, but you still can improve your team. Bill Zito has had value signings over these last two years that have paid dividends for the for the team for the team that have gotten them to a president's trophy. We discussed that a few weeks ago. We don't need to rehash it. But trust in Zito. Once again, two of those four first round picks. That you get that you gave up in the in from 2022 to 2025, two of them signed long term, one short term, one long term. So you're getting some worth. Sure, the ones in the middle of Sharat and Giroux hurt, but last year was still the year to go for it. And I still do that Giroux trade all over again. But you're taking another chance. And by the time Matthew Kachuk is Huberto's age, it'll be past the time where the Panthers could have a first round pick again. <laughs> That's if they don't trade it away. <laughs> you just never know what builds, you know? Uh, and that's what gets me excited about the franchise and how, and the longevity of the team going forward. Florida Panther fans get excited. Are you guys excited? Cause I'm excited to see this team take the ice on October 13th against New York Islanders. And it, it, it's going to, 
and let's talk about one more thing before we sign off here is that people are worried that this could break the locker room. And there's only so much that me as a media person can see when I do go down to South Florida and see the practices and see the press conferences. You know, we don't enter the locker room. We haven't in a while. And of course, when the media enters, they're going to, players are going to behave differently. So nothing gets exposed and word is hard. Word is hard. It's hard to get word out of that front office too. And that locker room. But nobody has a bad thing to say about Barkov as far as his leadership. Nobody says anything. We know he's a quiet person. But as far as Barkov's leadership after this trade, if Barkov for for himself, he can be he can be upset about his friend being traded. That's justifiable. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap on Barkov for that. But for him, I'm sure his mindset will be, I, I'm going to miss my friend, but this is bigger than him. This is bigger than me. This is about all of us trying to get to our ultimate goal of winning a Stanley Cup. So what my hope is, is that Barkov says, guys, this is our team. This is, this is what we're going to roll with. We still believe in this group and we're going to go out there and we're going to put on a show every night. They did last season. Yeah, of course. But what makes you believe that it's not going to happen again, even with Huberto out of, out, out of the picture? I believe it's going to be, I, I believe the Panthers are going to continue pull it, putting on a show. There's still questions on the defensive end. Don't get me wrong. But who knows what other trade could happen from now until opening night? Because we were discussing our Panther Parkway chat about what's going to happen when Anthony Duclair re gets reinserted into the lineup. If somebody else doesn't go on LTIR, there's going to have to be a cap clearance trade. And we've talked about man many of them, one specifically with Patrick Horngrist early in the offseason about that 5.3 on his deal that would help the Panthers admit, um, tremendously. And the Panthers were able to do all this without moving Horquist about getting a Matthew Kachuk. Impressive work by Phil Zito. Impressive as can be. It hurts now to lose Huberto and Uyghur, two fan favorites. But the possible benefits that could, that it could reap from this let's talk about a, another south florida scenario in a trade do you remember 2004 the miami heat they trade fan favorites of brian grant and lamar odom to get shaquille o'neal this this was uh credit to big um orlando agazure the big o show for mentioning this they traded they traded those two, Brian Grant, Lamar Odom, in order to get Shaquille O'Neal. What happened? They got a ring out of it. And, and 
most recently in the NBA with Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan. Toronto loved DeMar DeRozan. They trade for Kawhi Leonard and they win a championship. Not saying the Panthers are a championship contender this year. They're a playoff contender. Don't know where they are as far as favorites. And But this gives them more cracks at it. So that this is the this is the benefit of this trade. So it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun season and it's gonna be a fun few seasons here in Sunrise because the Florida Panthers have been on the map and they'll continue to do so under this leadership. But first the games have to be played. And Yes, it could change quickly, but the the youth that's on this team gives me a lot of confidence that this will be a team that hopefully gets to the next level and the cap flexibility as well. It's a win-win all around, and it's a win for Calgary as well. They got, they got a guy out who wasn't going to resign their long-term, and if Calgary takes a step back even more than anticipated, they can get even more picks from Jonathan Huberdo as well. So this is a win for both teams. We we talked about it for the Sam Bennett trade where they got where they used one of the assets to get Tyler Toffoli for Montreal and then Kali Yarncrook for uh that other for that other pick that the second round pick. And then they got Sam Bennett. And I kind of wonder how what conversation was like between Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, and the Lamborghini prior to Matthew Kachuk being traded. So it, it's a got to wonder how much conversation there was, if there was any. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my reaction to the Florida Panthers trading for Matthew Kachuk. Uh, it's a great situation for the Florida Panthers to be in. And we're going to be talking all summer really about where Matthew Kachuk fits in this lineup. What can we see as far how, if the Panthers are going to progress or regress, how, when can we expect the decor to be, to at least know what the lineup is going to be with Mackenzie Weger being gone. And we're going to also be discussing where Matthew Kachuk also fits on the power play as well for the Panthers. We're going to discuss that later this week and all throughout the summer because this roster just got turned over big time. But for the long term, it reap benefits. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. A reminder that tomorrow we are going to be bringing in Jess Bomasto of Locked On Calgary Flames to talk about her side of the trade. We're going to be discussing with her about what Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger bring to the table for the Calgary Flames. And she's going to tell me more about what Matthew Kachuk brings to the table for the Florida Panthers. So it's going to be a fun one. So make sure to subscribe to on the YouTube channel. Subscribe on the audio version of the show as well. And you will be notified every single time Locked On Panthers comes onto your podcast feed. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road, and we'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League.
Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. Sarmago Doblez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.